0: boys. Come on, boys. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. The boys are back for another week of K-State Sports News. I'm excited for this week and I'm excited for this show. The show's actually going to be a little bit uh, more different. It's going to be different than some of the stuff that we have usually done. Um, maybe th- there's a chance Tuesday might be a... Big episode. Still trying to work on the details. Hopefully make that happen. Uh, Stay tuned. If not, again, we're going to have something every single day this week. Wednesday, we are going to have our dream college football road trip episode. Uh, My brother decided he wanted to retire from the uh, podcast game coming on. The show, so I'll have someone new. Hopefully, fingers crossed, is Andrew Stevens, the CEO of Sports Drink and one of the hosts of Banjo College Football. So, one of my good buddies from down in SEC country to get a little bit different perspective on the Dream College Football road trip episode. And of course, as always, that will stem on. A conversation with the Boneheads and amongst everyone for their dream college football road trip. So if you want yours ready to tweet at us on Wednesday, start looking Start looking at the schedule. It's always one of my favorite episodes. Uh, doing it a little bit earlier this year. Usually that is one of the first shows in August. But, you know, I'm adaptable. I can change. I can do some funny little stuff. So... Um, Before we get into it, and this actually is going to be something I talk about, folks, home field apparel. They dropped the fire line. Boneheads and K-State fans everywhere answered the call for their big new Saturday launch. We demolished every other school this season. We sold more shirts in that first year than any other school this season, were behind only Florida and Georgia. And keep in mind, at this point, they have had almost every single Power 5 school and a lot of G5 schools. And K-State fans showed up and showed out. Now, if you haven't gotten your shirt yet, check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code BOSCOsBOYS for 15% off. Everyone has... So I don't know why you haven't yet. They are fire shirts. I'm currently wearing the Eat'em Up shirt, which is my personal favorite. Their Every Man a Wildcat shirt was their top seller. They said they will never stop printing that shirt. So get over there and check them out today. So what I want to talk about, and it it is kind of stemmed on from how K-State fans Flocked to the home field apparel and set records with the sales. There's a it's like three pronged here. First off, I hope that K State Athletics and the university, I hope whoever's running the licensing has had their eyes opened up a little bit now. I have no way of I don't have market research. I don't I I only have my own group chats, tweets, and stuff to go off of. And I hope they realize that there is a thirst and a hunger for cool K State apparel, licensed apparel, that doesn't have the power cat on it. And again, we've seen the script cats and the script wildcat stuff with Nike sell like crazy. But getting these fun logos, getting this refreshed idea of what K-State can be in a visual aspect has to be eye opening for anyone who is making decisions when it comes to branding, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to apparel, when it comes to uniforms. Now I understand, and, and this isn't even a ditch the power cat every now and then for a, on, on the football helmet conversation. This is a wider conversation about how the K-State brand, I, we've allowed ourselves to become stale, which kind of gets into a point I'll talk on later, which allows others from the outside to kind of look down on stuff because there isn't excitement. And, and that's just bull because as we saw on Saturday – we completely took over the college football and college sports world, all because of 14 T-shirts. That's what it took to get K-State fans going wild, going crazy, being passionate, putting our money where our mouth is. You know that when Homefield kept putting out all these stats, you saw all these pompous people from Big Ten country. From the SEC, oh, how is this happening? All shocked because of it. Even the Ten Twelve network, I love them. They were surprised that K-State fans were the ones that took over and bought more shirts and sweatshirts than any other school in the Big 12. K-State fans, per capita, are the single most passionate group in the world when it comes to college athletics. Again, we're not the biggest fan base. I'm not even going to sit here and try to argue that. I don't think anyone's going to sit back and try to act like we have more fans than KU or maybe even Iowa State when you're talking about pure numbers. But when you are stacking up Wildcat for Wildcat versus any other fan base in college sports, we bring the zeal and passion more than any of them. As Grant, who used to be the co-host on the show. He, he is a guest. As he would say, we're gargantuan. And I think this is a message in something that maybe I'm stretching a little bit. Maybe I'm not. But I think this is a message to everyone, all the tastemakers, the power brokers, in the college football world that just look down on K-State and schools like us. But spe- this is a K-State sports podcast. So I'm only going to talk about K-State. Everyone has heard my rants and seen me on Twitter talking about how these national folks are doing this requiem for the old Pac, uh, Pac-10, Pac-12 because USC and UCLA are leaving. And oh, the humanity that could come from some of these other schools. Oh, the things we're going to miss out on. Everyone knows that they were not crying for the Big 12 and the schools that look like they might get left out of, but they're tearing up. Over some of these Pac-12 schools. But college athletics as a whole is not going to get better. All because the TV networks want to get rid of these smaller fan bases. That create the most passion. The most atmosphere. That bring stuff to the table. That these bigger fan bases just do not. College sports are not going to be better off trying to relegate out fan bases such as K-State that have this passion that if you give them some quality t-shirts, they're going to sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth in a 12-hour period. A fan base that when they're at their best, sells out and has one of the most raucous 50,000 seat stadiums in all of college sports. And the most intimidating basketball venue in all of college basketball. And it goes beyond that. When the women's basketball team is bumping, they're, they're putting eight to 10,000 people in Bramlage. Back when I was in school and back when Susie Fritz and predecessors in turning people away at the doors when it comes to a Hearn Fieldhouse for volleyball. When K-State baseball was making their run to win the Big 12 championship, they're selling that out and getting so raucous and inside the first and third base coach's head that they're having to post up security to stop us from taunting these guys. Now, I'm not endorsing taunting coaches going over the line. But when people want to, from the outside looking in, look down on K-State athletics and look down on K-State fans... When we have proven time and time again that if you give us reason to show up, to show out, we are going to do it bigger, better, and louder than anyone else. Now, I've said on this show multiple times, K-State fans are not unique. We are not special because guess what? When, you're, when the team is historically bad, when they falter, when they're not performing, they're not going to... Put twelve thousand in Bramlage. When football starts to sputter, you're getting forty-five thousand instead of fifty thousand. When you have bad baseball teams, no one shows up. It isn't some fan base where you can pencil in a near-capacity crowd when you're not performing well, and that's part of for the reasons why we're looked down upon. Lower enrollment, lower population state, not in a city center, all that type of stuff. So if you if you want these these fans to give you this 110%. Because when when K-State fans invest in something, when they believe in something, they're gonna give that 110% and they're gonna do it better than anyone else. You need to have The excitement and the buy-in from the fans. You need to have the performance on the field. And that's where it comes back to some of the leaders at K-State Athletics. Gene Taylor, when it comes back to the head coaches. Chris Kleiman, Jerome Tang, Susie Fritz, Jeff Mitty, Mike Hughes. You give K-State fans something to cheer for? You give us something to buy into. You give us something where we can go toe to toe and fight against the world. Every single one of us is going to be there. You give us shirts that are worth buying. We're going to buy them, you know, in the truckloads. Charlie Hustle, a local Kansas City brand, took notice, and I think they were surprised. Because they do all this investment and all this research and all this design stuff for KU, for Missouri, Iowa State, Illinois, Arkansas, Wichita State. And K-State has always just been an afterthought to them. And I saw them tweeting. I saw them all of a sudden start to follow a few K-State accounts. And I think it surprises them. I think the folks at Nike who have kept K-State as a Tier 3 school which just results in them throwing the power cat on a couple polos and t-shirts every year and calling it good, probably start to take notice. I think people at Fanatics, people who are in the retail space starting to take notice. Okay, this is a, a, a passionate fan base that if you give them something worthy, they're going to flock to it in droves. Now, is that going to do anything to change the minds If I dedicate this episode to Andy Staples and Stu and Bruce, all these college football tastemakers over at The Athletic, is it going to change their mind? No. They're going to continue to trot out that same sad and sorry line over and over again and discount the schools that they don't perceive as worthy enough because of how many folks there are. But that's fine. Because as we saw last week, We come in droves to support ours And that rattles them To the point where they're backpedaling And writing articles behind paywalls And going on podcasts And talking about, oh, these angry K-State fans But again Everything when it comes to K-State Athletics And the university goes beyond The public perception And goes beyond what what the idea of, oh, 18,000 people at a school in, in, you know, in, in Kansas. They think the middle of nowhere. Oh, there's no history out there. And oh, the big eight schools, no history, all this type of shit. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. K-State, you cannot write the story of college athletics a true story. A story where you talk about the true history, the good and the bad without K-State. K-State was one of the first major college football, basketball, baseball, women's basketball programs to break the color barrier. We were the school that took African-American and Hispanic athletes down south to Oklahoma and to Texas for the first time. We were an institution that, That not just athletics, but an academic stood up and said, no, higher education needs to be for everyone. Not just white males, for women, for African Americans, for Hispanics, for people of all races, all genders, all backgrounds. You know, the, the the people in the Big Ten and some of these folks running podcasts like to look down on institutions of higher learning because, oh, the entrance requirements are lower. And, oh, they don't have a law school. Or, oh, they don't have a medical school. That's because they are pure snobs. Because guess what? It is very noble and it is... And, and the, the the reason why land grant universities are around are to educate everyone, not to have this barrier based on money, based on background. And K-State has always been on the forefront of all of this. And it's time to start taking some pride. And again, not just when it comes to buying t-shirts, not just when it comes to standing up. For your school when some national sports writer talks down on it's time for the new university president for k-staters everywhere to get back that swagger get back that pride and tell the story of the university and stop standing by and letting everyone take their pound of flesh and just taking it on the chin it's time to get back to what made k-state great and it's time to start telling those stories and recruiting those students and making it a place where folks want to be. Because it is one of the most special universities in the entire world. And it's a historic athletic department, no matter what some hacks who live in San Francisco want to tell you, no matter what your friends who went to KU or cheer for KU want to try to heckle you about national championships and all that type of stuff, whatever. Because K-State football, basketball, baseball, women's basketball were on the forefront of moving college athletics into the 20th century. Where they stopped being bigots and just wanted great athletes who went to your school to play sports. And it's a place with some of the most passionate fans in the world. It's time to stop taking it lying And we don't. We don't. We don't take it lying down. But we need to stop letting folks who know nothing and care nothing about learning about K-State telling us our worth. Now, if college football blows up and it's this 48-team super leagues, 24 in the Big Ten, 24 in the SEC, is K-State going to be included? I have no idea. But what I do know is wherever K-State is, Sports are playing, if they are rocking on the field, if they're giving fans something to cheer about, K-State fans are going to continue to punch above our weight, be loud, be rowdy, and then people from the outside are going to be surprised. Because that's what we've always done, that's what we're always going to continue to do. And again, it's something as stupid as buying a shit ton of t-shirts on a Saturday. but We've proven once again how great we can be. And I'm sure there's going to be a home game. It's probably going to be versus Missouri at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. There's going to be someone tuning in or it's going to be the announcers who are going to have some sort of backhanded comment about how loud this is or, you know, Eli Dorkwitz is going to say something about how loud the student section was and how, you know, it matches up there with the mighty SEC atmospheres. But again, it's not going to be anything new to us. We heard Pete Carroll say it. We heard Art Bryles, piece of shit, but he said it. Coaches have always been saying it when they come into Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And I have a feeling Jerome Tang's going to get us back to the point where it's not just Bill Self and KU who are having to feel the wrath, night to night out. So I'm sorry for starting it on a, on a very weird path. But after everything that folks tried to say about the former Big 8 and the lack of history, tried to look down on K-State's fan base because we're small, there's just some sort of satisfaction you get when college football Twitter on a Saturday in July are all sitting back and seeing K-State take over the story once again. Don't let anyone try to downplay the history and everything that K-State's brought, not to the athletics world, but to all of higher education in the USA. We'll move on to something a little bit more sports-centric, something that I find very funny. Caesars put out their most recent uh, odds for the Heisman Trophy. You know, we talked about this when it launched... Oh, man. I, I can't remember. the first, Maybe it was back in February. But K-State has three people on here. It's still the same three. We're going to start with like the, the craziest one. Jake Rubley is actually on this list at plus 20,000. Bet $100, Jake Rubley wins the Heisman, get $20,000. I think ultimately that is kind of, he, yeah, he was a four-star. But I think if, if people are like, oh, man, that's Sylvester Stallone's nephew. That's like a funny little bet. I think they just kind of put that on there uh, for that. The next one, Adrian Martinez. Now, he was on there last year. He's at 15000 again. $100 bet gets you $15,000. I... Look, if we're if we're in the Big Twelve race, and he is going off, I think he might get some of that talk. Again, you look you look around at some of the other names in there. I mean, you can't really have much gripes about where he is. Now, before I get to where Deuce Vaughn is, I, I, I want to say Bijan Robinson plus 3000 Again, you look at him and Deuce last year, you look at the touch rates, you look at the usage rates, you look at the yards per touch, all this type of stuff. Deuce Vaughn better. But he's at Texas, you're like, "Okay. He might he he might he might be a little bit better off." But of course, then Deuce Vaughn is at plus 10,000. Again, more disrespect when B. John Robinson can be the fourth favorite for the Heisman Trophy, and Deuce Vaughn is that far behind him. Again, this might just have to be one of those things where, once again, the player from K-State has to shock them a little bit. Because in no world is B. John Robinson that much better than Deuce Vaughn. And again, both of them unanimous picks for the all big 12 team Bijan robinson preseason player of the year that's fine i'm not i'm not going to fight about that but i am gonna fight about how much further ahead he is and again this comes down to the heisman voting and i think there's a bunch of just scrubs voting on it who don't even watch college football And I think the votes are far too concentrated in a few spots in the world, which, you know what, the odds are probably correct. Because, again, you have so many of these votes concentrated and congregated down in the South, which allow for if one player from Texas, as we saw with Ricky Williams winning it over Darren Sproul or over Michael Bishop, if one of those players is even having a somewhat decent season, blows it away. We saw Colin Klein stumble, tumble down just because of one loss to Baylor behind a Notre Dame linebacker with a fake girlfriend and a Texas A&M quarterback who had one good game versus Alabama. You know, it's it's a shame what it is, but again, I, I, I think this is just kind of going with the theme of this episode where people from the outside will always act shocked when Case staters achieve something great when they shouldn't because our reach is gargantuan as Grant would like to say. So I have a feeling that uh, there's some, there's going to be some casinos in Las Vegas across the world where Gambling is legal. That might be trying to get people to cash out early on a Deuce Vaughn plus 10,000 bet. Now just some stuff to keep on your radar this week with K-State Sports. We're getting into July... We're about to see visits at the end of the month open back up for college football. But I think we're getting close to what will be the first 2023 commit for Jerome Tang. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, but again, I want to touch on it again. Uh, We touched on it, I think, last week. But if you follow Grant Flanders and you're subscribed to K-State Online, he's been on this for a couple weeks now. Derek Young was on with Mitch Fortner at the game on Friday. Again, if you're if you're not listening to the game, they're, they're doing daily stuff in Manhattan on K-Man. They also do everything on podcasts. But I think, and again, this is 100% thanks to being a subscriber at k Online, listening to Grant Flanders and Derek Young. But Day-Day Ames, the top 50 four-star out of Chicago, Illinois, I think is going to pop soon. And again, go over to K-State Online because Grant Flanders has a lot of good information on some other visits that we might be seeing soon. And I'm going to get Grant on, hopefully in July, if not during Blitz Month in August, that will pepper in a little bit of basketball talk as well. But Jerome Tang is setting up for this 2023 recruiting class to have a couple guys who are more high-profile, higher pedigree out of high school of anyone that we've seen since Wally Judge. And I think that is exciting. And I think we're getting to the point and we're getting closer to where we are going to hopefully see Jerome Tang recruiting year in, year out. Now, unless something changes, I think the transfer portal is always going to be a major part of it. And as we saw, Jerome Tang and co. are capable of getting that great mix of Blue chip guys who are moving on who don't really have a pedigree playing quite yet, or at least a college pedigree. Again, like I said, some of these blue chip guys that are just moving on from their first spot and high performing mid-major guys. So again, I, I think we saw a great little preview of what we can expect from the transfer portal in the Jerome Tang era here in year one. But what what we still are waiting for is that first real big time massive high school recruiting win. I think we're going to see that with Day Day Ames hopefully this week. Again, be tuned into K State Online uh, for football recruiting. Again, I think everyone everyone's eyes in Manhattan, Kansas, and K State football fi- fans are zeroed in on Joshua Manning. Again, he released a top three last week that features K State missouri and arkansas if you talk to people around the recruitment it really seems more like k-state versus missouri but you can never count arkansas out because you know what and shout out to them you know they're they're doing their damnedest in this nil era and they're doing it great in basketball but they're trying to buy their way to relevance in football as well i think they're going to succeed a lot more in basketball But you can't count Arkansas out of any recruitment that they want to be in until there's writing on the piece of paper. Because they're throwing a lot of money at a lot of recruits. Now, the thought was Joshua Manning was close to committing to K-State back during the July 4th weekend. Uh, And then he decided to, nope, not ready to, to commit quite yet. And he is really... That last missing piece to go from this being a good recruiting class to great. We've talked about it on the show that maybe the rankings where you rank up against the nation and even in the Big 12 might not be there. There's a lot of factors that go into that. But when you look at truly building out your team and not really worrying about the rankings, but looking at the recruiting battles you win... For the most important positions if you have a one-two punch of on or joshua manning and andre davis at wide receiver to couple with the one-two punch of dylan edwards and joe jackson at running back with your blue chip quarterback and avery johnson with maybe the most slept on guy in the state and maybe honestly one of the biggest sleepers in the entire nation and will Anzio at tight end you can't help But start thinking, man, maybe that 2024 offense is going to be spicy. 2025, spicy. And not to say we won't without Josh Manning, because Andre Davis is, again, right on that razor's edge of being a four-star. That was a big regional recruiting win right there as well. But if you get two of those guys to again go with will Ancio with two running backs that are capable of catching the ball out of the backfield with that blue chip quarterback, that again national pundits shocked to see see you win, I mean, it could be fun. So those are the two guys that I'm gonna really be keyed on this week. two four stars. again, two, two hopeful recruiting wins. That are going to send a flare up to, to just kind of announce K-State's position in this recruiting world. One final thing and I'll move on. Uh, I, I was looking at single game tickets and really starting to count stuff up. If you want to buy K-State Missouri tickets uh, you know, from the athletic department and not on the secondary market, you might want to do so soon there's maybe like three or 4,000 seats left and we're a full two months out from that game. That game is going to be lit. And I can't wait for that game. And again, it's not just, you know, actually, no, it is, you know, the background of college football realignment. Missouri was the one who kicked it off by, again, showing their red baboon ass to the Big Ten. They kind of laughed them off and took Nebraska instead. Then they went off to the SEC to, for the long period of that time, be irrelevant, yet they still try to carry themselves as superior. And when you have that long time history with them that they threw away to instead be the whipping boy of a lot of the SEC in some fake rivalry with Arkansas, I I don't know if there's ever been a non-conference game that I've wanted to win more. Again, that Auburn game would have been nice. I remember when Miami came into town. That was a lot of fun. Hell, even that UCLA game where Daniel Thomas just went off back in 2010. A lot of fun. But that Missouri game I want worse than almost any other one. I I, I want to embarrass them. So if you want to be in the stadium for that, I, I would start looking at tickets here soon. Because again, that's going to be one of those raucous games. And if that sends us off to three and O before we go down to uh, Oklahoma, I think vibes are going to be great. Actually, no, I, 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 Tulane might be after that. I don't know. That's shame on me. I should have had. I, I should have it uh, memorized by now. But regardless, that game is going to be amazing. It, it's week 2. It's week 2. But god help us if we lose it to I'm not even going to I'm not even going to think about that. So, you're 9 weeks away from that game versus Missouri. So, I'd look into buying tickets if you want to be there. I think that's going to be an amazing atmosphere. So, stay tuned for rest of the week's shows. Again, it's going to be another five episode week. Working on something for Tuesday's episode. It may or may not uh, be the one I want, but I I promise you guys are going to get a fun show for that. We're going to have our live show Thursday. Join us 7 p.m. on ColorCast. On Wednesday, we'll have the Dream College Football Road Trip, the national one. I might get together some of my friends from other Big 12 podcasts, and we might do a Big 12 road trip. Maybe next week. But again, we're going to have some content. And then we're getting dangerously close to Blitz Week. Where I'll start talking to everyone who follows K-State Sports to start previewing the season. So if you have any ideas or if there's someone who covers K-State or the Big 12. That you want me to go through the full gambit of the Blitz Month questions. To see where their vibe check is on this football team. Please tweet it at me. I'll try to make it happen also working and i don't know if this is going to be a show that we get in august I'm, I'm not sure but there's another one and i want to give a friend a shout out to my friend matt i won't say his last name just in case he doesn't want to get doxed um but i'm gonna to try to work on get someone from ea sports on to maybe talk about the future of the ncaa football game so i'll tease that out there i don't know how likely that is to happen but I'm working on trying to get some creative stuff so you guys don't have to listen to me talk to myself five times or four times a week. But I like to think that a lot of you listening at least kind of agree with what I was saying earlier in the show. Sorry for it being a little ranty and now here I am ranting at the end. But we love you guys and we love K-State. We love K-State. We love Kansas State University. We love the people and the history and everyone who came before us and everyone who's going to come after us that continue on the legacy of our great university and athletic department. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Shoot me a tweet. Get mad at me for my ranting. At Scott Wildcat, at Bosco's Boys. You're never going to hurt our feelings. But we'll talk to you soon. We love you guys. And as Grant would say, meet me at the cathead sea to sea, onward forever, hail victory, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. fight UK State podcast for alma mater fights, glory in the combat for the purple and the white, faithful to our color's we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for Alma Mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat. Ba ra ta ta ba 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 Podcast Network.